0: sure it's dead, it's coming this way, wait a minute, hey, I'm ghosted, by Roz Dresvalez. EV please. Hey boo, it's me, Roz Dresvalez. I will be honest with you, I'm a little bit groggy today because I stayed... Uh Well, I, I didn't actually stay the whole night, but I did have a very late night at the world-famous Queen Mary of Long Beach, which, if you don't know about it, gigantic ship that is one of the most haunted and most famous haunted places in the world— And we're very lucky to have it here in Southern California. And I've, weirdly, I've never been. So I had a friend that was nice enough to rent a room, and I went over to visit. I had the option of staying the entire night, but I knew that all my friends were going to go to sleep. And I didn't want to stay there with, you know, ghosts hovering over me and no one else to see it. So I decided that I was going to leave around like 4 a.m. But anyway, spoiler alert not much happened at all. But I did make a cute little video that I need to edit together. And I'm going to post in the Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dressfeles. So if you join it, I will be posting that. You know, I do have kind of a wild, crazy, busy week this week, so um, hopefully at some point I'll be able to edit it all together within the next week or so, and then I'll post it. Um, But yeah, I need to review the footage. Maybe there's a ghost walking around in the back or something, but I'll be honest, none of my ghost vibes went off. My friends got there at about 5 p.m. I had shows, and I got there... Around midnight, and um, none of my friends really had anything that they can really report. Maybe a couple of feelings here and there. Um, But, yeah, they stayed the whole night, and they said nothing really happened, so unfortunately. And we stayed in the haunted room, room B340. So, special shout-out to Alyssa, who's a listener of the show, and she uh, was so kind to invite me to go check out the haunted room and walk around the entire ship, which is such a cool place. But yeah, not much happened. You know where a lot is happening? Here on the show today, because we have a legend of Los Angeles. Her name is Pleasant Gaiman. And she has all kinds of stories. Now, here's something that's really special about Pleasant. I wanted to introduce our listeners, if you're not familiar with her, because she will be at the live show at Casita del Campo at the Cavern Club Theater, which is in the basement of the Mexican restaurant in Silver Lake, California. And she'll be there. And she, uh, we haven't figured out exactly what she's gonna do, but you know she knows how to 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 have some experiences with paranormal. So maybe she'll help some stuff happen down there. Not quite sure yet, but wanted to introduce you to her. And uh, I hope you enjoy this. So here she is, on with the show. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I am joined by a true, I mean, as I was saying to you before we started this, like, multi-hyphenate doesn't even begin to describe because you do so many different things. I mean, you're a punk rock icon and legend. You are a belly dancer. You produce your own show. You're, but one of the big reasons why I want to talk to you, especially on this show, is because you do tarot, you're a psychic, you're a witch and a paranormal investigator. It's Pleasant gaming. Hi. And Hi, also, everyone. like, best name in the biz. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, and that's your real name, I right? I was a pleasant surprise. Oh, is that why?
1: Yeah, not, not an accident, ax- well, maybe an accident as well, but they, they were going to name me Andrew, and, and the first thing that happened when I was born was my father said, what a pleasant surprise. And my mother said, I'm not going to name her Andrea. I hate that name. <laughs> so,
0: so my name was Baby for like almost two weeks. Oh my God. And they said all unpleasant. Yeah. And you're a pleasant game. And yeah. I love that. It's gorgeous. Um, I, we've already been talking and there's, This is one of those interviews where I don't even know how we're going to do this because there's just so much to talk about. (laughs) So I'm already calling a part two. There's going to have to be because you've investigated so many different places. yeah. And you do this like professionally, like people can hire you to come in. And what do you do? You bring all the equipment. I bring
1: all the equipment. I bring all the high tech and low tech stuff, Um, you know, and that there's like a number of things that you bring, there's like EV, EVP meters, there's um there's a spirit box. I mean, if I if I started describing how all of these things work, it would take a really long time yeah, no, and no eat problem. up time for fun stories. But then, so all the high-tech like investigation equipment and then also all the low-tech traditional stuff like divining rods and pendulums and then just good old feelings. But like over the years of doing investigations, there's been so... Many insane stories and a lot caught on video or photos. So, no
0: way. Have you caught EVPs?
1: Oh, yes, tons of EVPs. And then um, there's a uh, we had um, okay, so one time we were, I was with Crystal Raven Wolf, who's been like a longtime paranormal investigator partner of mine. And we also just finished writing a tarot book that's going to come out next year cool um but we're in the middle of investigating this place called hobbs grove which is a halloween haunt it's one of like the biggest and most well-known in the country where is it it's up in central california it's near fresno on this old what used to be a walnut farm but they contacted us on facebook because they have over 100 cast members working there like every year from like the end of August through November, like, you know, reenacting like chainsaw murders in the woods and chasing people around and all this rigged carnival funhouse stuff. So they they contacted us and and sent us this huge email of like just crazy shit that was going on there. And some of the actors, many of whom had been working there for years, like walked off a night, like right before Halloween. It was a week before Halloween. There was like, hundreds of people in the park and all these people in this one thing that they called the redneck camp out in the forest walked <laughs> off because the, there were these giant you know those spools that you use for um that they roll telephone wire on that you see sometimes they look like a big dining room table but they're gigantic okay. like like they're like really like 4 or 5 feet circumference of a circle like at least 15 people saw one stand itself up and then start rolling around through the trees. And these were, yes. And these were actors that had worked there for ages and they're like, okay, I'm done, you know, or, or like, then there was another guy who it was his first night and, um, he, he got posted somewhere in the woods, not at that exact camp. And, um, at the end of everyone's shift, he was with all the other actors changing and they're like, how'd you like the first night? And he's like, oh, it was really fun. You know, it scared a lot of people and plus that hologram was great and everyone's like, "No hologram? And he's like, yeah. And they're like, what do you mean? And they're like, you know the guy who's who ended halfway down the torso in the 1930s green suit that was like laughing and stuff up in the air and everybody looked at each other and they're like, we don't have holograms. Oh here. no!
0: Yeah. Wait, what's the history of that place? Oh
1: my god! Okay, so that place has been there since like the 1890s. It was a farm. There was there was some tragedy with the uh, people that were either hired to work there. It was like a family. I think their cottage burned down. It's next to a river, which is always haunted, and there's just a <laughs> bunch of like um, you know, like burial sites around there because it's pretty much out in the middle of nowhere. And um okay, so there there is another uh there's an do you know what an ovelus is? An ovelus is a thing that you can carry for paranormal investigation and it allows spirits to talk to you. It's got like a sort of dictionary thesaurus thing in in it built into it with like a vocabulary of like 8,000 words. So when you're using an ovelus, um you can say, like, hey, is anybody out there? And if it says something like, um, you know, red, green or something, you know, it's not intelligent. But if it says, hi, yes, I'm here, which it can say in, oh, in like I've a robot voice. on TV shows. Yeah, yeah. So we were, uh, during this Hobbs Grove investigation, we were in the barn and so many people had hurt. and like some people stay in the hay loft. I mean, there's not hay in it. There's beds up there. Like some of the actors, when they're working there, and their dressing rooms are below it in, in the actual barn part. But people kept saying that they heard like footsteps in the roof and there's no way to get up there, you know, and then people kept feeling like the barn was super haunted. So Crystal and I were in there with um this woman who's, whose nickname in the paranormal community is Mom. Her name is Jan Acosta, but she's been doing investigations since the late 60s and the early 70s. Wow. And um she's just awesome. But she also looks like... She looks like a um, like a Midwest housewife, I just want to say this. You know, like short hair, she was wearing Crocs, I mean, like a fanny pack. I mean, she she's she's absolutely wonderful, but it's not like she's a hot ticket, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mom, if you're listening. Uh, you are a hot ticket, and we'll hear that in a minute. Um, anyway, so the Ovilus was like babbling to us you know uh, how many people are here what What do you think of being you know how is it for you guys here haunting a, a halloween haunt and the obelisk the yelled it's perfect you know what i mean i mean it was like crazy stuff like that going on like you know if it says it's perfect right when you ask that question it's a spirit that's intelligent totally you know? yeah so <laughs> um anyway then it suddenly went quiet so crystal and i we're asking questions a few more times, like, hey, are you still there? Because things had been very talkative, and then it it just stopped. And then finally, Crystal goes, what's the matter? Don't you want to talk to cute girls? And I was like, <laughs> yeah, don't you guys want to talk to hot girls? I mean, because you talk to spirits, or at least we do, just the same way that you talk to people, you Yeah, know? okay. Um, and we're like, don't you want to talk to hot girls? And the, the obelist immediately went, mom's hotter! like that. No. <laughs> yes. And moms, like who had been very calm and normal during the whole investigation, uh, throws her hands up in the air and starts going, that's dancing. right, that's <laughs> right, that's right, and doing booty dances. And the people at Hobbs Grove were just like, like their mouths were just open, and we all were like cracking up. That like ruined the investigation for a good ten minutes.
0: Oh my god, that's how I'm gonna be on my next paranormal investigation. <laughs> Don't you want to talk to a hot girl like me?
1: Totally, they'll talk back.
0: Well, how would you describe what I'm wearing right now? I mean, oh usually I'm dressed like mom, but today I wanted to go all out.
1: Now you look, you look full, you look full like gorgeous, ex- exquisite corpse. I'd say as your um. Is, is, your, is your Luke for today. It's Exquisite like Exquisite like, corpse? Yeah, Morticia Adams wishes. Where did you get those eyelashes, by Thank the way? You. I
0: need them. These are all natural, baby. These no. grow right out of the head. Um,
1: uh, will you leave them to me in your will and hope that I don't stab you for them? <laughs>
0: <No>? <laughs> Just skin my eyes and take them. I'm I'll sick put pennies
1: on your eyes, but I'll be careful not to dent the lashes. <laughs> but,
0: you, know, you know what's okay, so I always, I talked about this many times in the show, but I sleep on my face which i know is bad for aging but
1: i sleep like an egyptian pharaoh and i wake up in the same position it horrifies me
0: oh i'm a mover but i'm always down on my face because i've heard that if you sleep on your back that's how sleep paralysis can happen it's just like i don't know if it's a theory or like the old hag i don't know this is what people have told me and so i sleep on my face but with these lashes sometimes i wake up and they're all like crunchy and like you know I have to curl Al- on You something. went from
1: Alice in Wonderland to Alice Cooper?
0: <laughs> yes, definitely. <laughs> I,
1: I have to t- I'll tell you a, a crazy sleeping story that happened in my house.
0: Oh, my gosh. Okay.
1: Okay. So this happened like about five or six years ago. I like just pinged awake. I wasn't scared. It wasn't like when you wake up startled, but I just like opened my eyes. Like if it was in a horror movie, it would have been whoosh, like the noise. You know what I mean? And it was pitch black in there. And I'm completely blind without my glasses. Like, I have to smell my way around the house Helen Keller style if I misplace my glasses. Oh, like, no. and, like, just feel stuff and, like, yeah, have my nose on every surface. So I, I woke up and I just woke up really fast. And I was facing, you know, I was sleeping on my back and I was facing the ceiling. And I saw this, like... Radiator fluid, like neon green colored, like mist, like revolving around counterclockwise on the ceiling. So I'm like looking at it. And I was like, is this real or is this like when you wake up in the air? You know how the air kind of looks like it's moving in a really dark place? Yeah, yeah, know? yeah. So I thought it was that. So I'm groping around while I'm watching this thing moving going, am I really seeing that? I'm groping around for my glasses on the bedside table. And then I was like, oh, it's coming from the smoke detector because there's one above my bed. So <clears throat> I found my glasses. I put them on my face and then I turned and the light was on on the smoke detector. But... It was red. Like the one in the kitchen had a green light. So I was like, okay, it's not coming from the smoke detector. And when I had my glasses on, I could see how really full formed it was and how quickly it was moving. And I was like, what is that? So I got up and went to the bathroom. Um, Not TMI. I'm just letting you know this stuff for like uh, a timeline. I peed, I wiped, I washed my hands, I looked at my face, I put hand lotion on, so I was in there for like a little while, right? I was fully awake at that point. I got, uh, I went, I walked down the little hallway, which is super haunted in in my house. I mean, my house is like Grand Central Station. And then I got into bed, and I, I have a loft bed, it's pretty high, but normally... I'll like just you know, climb up the little steps and be normal but this time I crawled in with my back to the ceiling and then I closed my eyes and then lay down on my back and then this like internal dialogue started with me like because I didn't look at the at the ceiling right I didn't realize that I hadn't done that and then so one part of me and this isn't this part isn't like you know mind control or or schizophrenia <laughs> so one part of me was like, Are you really going to just go to sleep without checking to see if that thing is still on the ceiling? And the other side of me was like, oh, it'll be okay. And then the other side was like, are you fucking high? (laughs) So I opened my eyes and it was still there. And then I was like, wow, what are you supposed to do in this kind of situation? And I was just sort of like regarding it like, wow, this is a real thing. This is not a dream. And so I was still like laying there. I didn't feel vulnerable or like scared or weird, but then it started getting more solid and going faster. And I was like, maybe I should tell it to leave. And then um, maybe I should say the Lord's Prayer. And then the other side of me was like... You've seen too many fucking horror movies. <laughs> um so then I was like, Okay, I'll just say the Lord's Prayer. And so then I was like in my head, wait, how does it go? And then and then finally I was like, Dearly beloved and then I was like, Fuck, shit, that's not the Lord's Prayer. That's like that's what you Prince, say a, honey. A wedding yeah, it's <laughs> prince. It's a wedding, it's a funeral, four weddings and a funeral, purple rain. Um, so that so then I was like, Wait. How do I not and I started going down a shame spiral. Why do I not know? What do I know this? And it, but even like Susie and the Banshees did it. I mean, it's not like, you know, it's oh. not like I was raised in the church, but I mean, come on, it's the Lord's prayer. Yeah. So then I was like, Oh yeah, our father I who allegiance art in heaven, to the flag. And all I could remember was, Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. So then I was like, Fucking come on, get it together, get it together. And then all of a sudden I never do this either because really, if I didn't remember the Lord's Prayer, why would I say what what I blurted out? And just said in a really butch voice, "In the name of Jesus Christ, you have to leave right now." Okay, I just got total goosebumps. A fucking there was a huge crack and a hole opened up on the look. I am having goosebumps all over. Oh my god! <laughs> I still, I, I've told this story a million times. It opened up on the ceiling with this giant crack. The mist started swirling around it faster and faster. I'm making our motions here that you guys can't see on the air. I'm like, and then it, it like, it broke into two. They went and came down and then zoomed back up in the ceiling And then the fucking hole closed up with a louder crack. And then I like jumped out of bed and I was like, oh my fucking God. Oh (laughs) my God. And I turned on all the lights in the house, in the bathroom, in the kitchen. I turned on the TV. I turned on the computer. I turned on the radio. I turned on everything. And I was like, what the fuck? And I looked at the clock and it was 333, which is really supposed to be the witching hour. Yeah. (laughs) And... I was just like, I, I'm still having goosebumps. I mean, that that this was really like one of the weirdest fucking things that ever happened to me. So I was like sitting there rocking like a mental patient on Thorazine. And I was like, I can't call anybody because anybody I know from partying, like in the olden days is going to think I'm fucking higher than shit. Or and some I kind of acid flashback yeah, yeah. or something. And I can't wake someone up at this hour to go, a portal just opened up my ceiling. I mean, like, you know, like, because... My the two girls that I do the most paranormal investigations with are both moms. Like you know, what, I mean, th- there's just no way. So I was I was just pacing around and being like super horrified. <laughs> Call me next time. I know. Well, then, then when it got light, um, I was calling everybody, you know. But I would not go back into the bedroom until like nine thirty in the morning, like until way after. How it do got you explain light. it? What was that? I have no fucking idea. But then. Okay, well, my house is 110 years old and it's super haunted. I mean, like I've had you know those you know those wooden hangers you steal from hotels. Like you don't buy them, you always steal them from hotels oh, like a big sure. coat hanger. Yeah, yeah, of course you do. No
0: wire hangers.
1: Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> yes, Joan Crawford, the seal of approval on these ones. So, anyway, um I was sitting there, and I could see my cats, like, tracing something, like, all of them in the hallway. And the hallway has always had, even in the days of flip phones, if you tried to take a video on those crappy little screens, you could see stuff moving in the hallway. Oh, my God. Anyway, um, all of a sudden, one of the hangers just, like, busted in half with this huge crack and, like, flew down there. And so then I got up, and I started yelling, you motherfuckers. I know that you were here before me. I know you live here, but can you please just, like... You can stay here. You're not doing anything bad, but do not scare my cats. I was like yelling, like a like a. Cause the cat babies. No, I know. So they come down.
0: Do you know who haunts it?
1: Wait, no. This is no. I don't know who. Oh wait, I was going to tell you another story about it. So anyway, in the front, around this same time when um when this portal opened up. So there was all these people that worked up at the the stables all the way up at the top of Beechwood on the Hollywood Hills, you know. And uh-huh. those stables are haunted too, by the way. Anyway, they lead the rides over here to Burbank and, you know, um, those people don't live there anymore. But two of them were in the big cloth bathtub upstairs. It was like a guy and his girlfriend and, and they were wasted. And this was like in the middle of the day. And he saw this, he noticed for the first time this little outline in the door. And he tried to... Um, he was like hey to his girlfriend it looks like there's a secret room there and they were all high and shit so he was trying to porpoise his way over her and splashing porpoise. water all over and he said and so she was turning around he said right here and he touched it and it and the panel fell open and there was a secret room in there that nobody knew about and it had it had all these like boxes of glass shot needles, which I think they stopped using in the late 50s or early 60s. And like oh, wow. all these diaries about weird, crazy drug addiction stuff and magic. And so they came over banging on my door going, look at this, look at this, look at this. And I was just like, what the fuck? And I came up there and none of us knew that that room was there. And I'd been living there for years already. So anyway, he came over after the... Um, this was after the portal inst- incident, but he can- he came... He came up to me, and he's like, I think our house is haunted. And I said, oh, yeah, it's definitely haunted. And he's like, how do you know? And I told him the the portal thing, and he's like, why didn't you call me? And I was like, dude, I don't even know you. I mean, I know that we're neighbors, but I'm not going to tell you that, like, a, a portal <laughs> I know, at my... 3 o'clock and in the morning. And he goes, well, now you know. Like, if it happens again, you can call me. I was like, okay, thank
0: you. <laughs> wow, I want to know the history. So what is that I? stuff? I know.
1: I was tra- – oh, that another time – A plumber came there to fix the plumbing and he only spoke Spanish and he was under this crawl space in the house and then in reverse commando style, and we're not talking about the commando underwear (laughs) things, but he had to crawl out straight out like on his belly with his feet first. So it took him a while to get out of there and as soon as he got out where the crawl space was, he was making the sign of the cross going, Santa Maria, Santa Maria, Santa Maria, Santa Maria. And next thing you know, the landlord and like LAPD detectives were there because they found human remains
0: <laughs> they found human yes! remains in your home no in the
1: crawl space in the dirt under it but yes
0: what did they like what
1: was? a skele- skeleton a real old skeleton
0: what
1: yeah but they wouldn't tell us anything about it. See, I it.
0: don't know much about this, but like, like I feel like there's always that scene in the movie where they go to the library and they look at those old newspaper clippings and stuff. How do you find out the um, history? I, was,
1: it's a, well, I, I mean, I, they're not
0: going to put that on Zillow.com. Well, no,
1: no, you know how hyphenated you said I am? Yes. I am... Um, you can go to like the Hall of Records and and look up who owned it and who lived there and all that okay. stuff because I already did tons of internet searches and I mean it definitely doesn't come up on solo but it the address doesn't come up anywhere else but you can at least have a history of like who lived there or that what land? might have happened yeah yeah um the lady that used to live next door to us had lived there for decades and she used to tell me stuff about um the people that that uh you know lived
0: there like way long ago wait we have to get into i mean a whole nother podcast would be hearing about the punk rock stories because even just looking at your instagram it's like a a forrest gump level of like you were there when that happened and here and that like the pictures of you with iggy pop and belinda carlisle and like it's so rad. So did you, in those days, were there punk rock ghosts going on? Did you have experiences? Oh, yeah.
1: There, okay, yes, we did. Like,
0: Because um, I'm obsessed with that time.
1: Okay, well, I know. I guess a lot of people. I know. I used to, <laughs> I mean, this is going to sound really weird. I used to post stuff like that a few years ago occasionally, and nobody gave a fuck. <laughs> I've now, always no, loved now, that stuff. Now people are, like, really, like like so into it
0: and you're in the books and stuff when people write the history books about la punk rock, your name is in there
1: oh yeah and then um you know about more fun in the the new world and under the big black sun the two books that john doe and tom, tom de just put out everyone wrote their own chapters so um i had a chapter in both books and this cool. is i mean like everyone you could think of that lived through those times so this story is in it, but I'll uh, I'll tell it on the air anyway. I lived at a punk house called Disgraceland and it was super famous. It was owned by Mickey Hargitay, who was Jane Mansfield's bodybuilder ex uh, ex husband. That's his son doing the flowers. Okay, that's Mariska's sister, and Mariska Hargitay on I can't remember what detective or CSI kind of show. Yeah, it's... one of those NCIS yeah, yeah. or yeah, yeah. something like that. Anyway, she's his daughter too. Um, but the the place right next to Disgrace on was Criswell Predicts owned it, and it was a, a psychic, and they had a bomb shelter.
0: Wait, Criswell from like uh, the Ed Wood movies and yeah. stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> so him and Mickey Hargitay had matching twin duplexes, and Criswell's oh had a Criswell's <laughs> had a um, a bomb shelter, like a you know, Cold War era, like 50s bomb shelter, and when the when the police busted parties at our house, which was really like at least three times a fucking week, um, we would just, we found out that the bomb shelter was open, so you could get there quickly in case of an emergency, and there was like bunk beds and like survival crackers, so we'd just take a boombox down the steps and go down there to get bombed. Oh my <laughs> god,
0: and who lived there? Okay,
1: so everybody you could think of in punk rock, and I'm not like making that up, stayed there or crashed there, but
0: because um, it was right off, like, sunset, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, Kid Congo was the person that found it, Kid Congo, from the Gun Club and the Cramps and Nick Cave and now the Pink Monkey Birds. He was the one that found it. Um, Belinda Carlisle from the Go-Go's was my roommate for, like, ages. Like, that was where the Go-Go's went to number one and Disgraceland turned into, like, It's a Hard Day's Night. Oh, my God. <laughs> so this so story crazy. is about that time Belinda and I, uh, hi, babe. Um if to I love to
0: Belinda. I know.
1: She's good. She's like just as obsessed with paranormal. We hus- gotta get her in here. The- uh, yeah. Totally. Okay, so I had a Ouija board and we were um well we took Ollie's like you guys should look at my Instagram. It's Princess of Hollywood. It's so good. At Princess of Hollywood. Have indoors. you seen those naked voodoo pictures of me and Belinda?
0: I don't know. Uh,
1: you would know. <laughs> but they're like, we, we were taking pictures as, like, naked voodoo queens wearing corsets and headdresses and had candles and stuff.
0: Amazing. Teresa
1: Carigas took those. Those were, like, in 1977, 78, oh 79. <laughs> anyway—
0: I can't even. I mean, I only mean this as a compliment. I. It's like shocking when I hear someone like you talk about, like, back in the 70s. You no, it's shocking so to youthful. me, too. It's
1: insane. It's like fucking 40. It's over 40 years ago. Every time I write the date on Instagram on a Throwback Thursday, I do have a, what the
0: fuck? Yeah. Like, wow.
1: operatic moment. <laughs> but so, okay. So we decided, um, We were going to get my Ouija board out and contact people who had been there because we wanted to know who lived there before. So it was like whizzing around, you know, the board. And we're like, is anybody there? And they were like, yes, yes, I'm here, like spelling all that stuff. And um, I was like, well, can you tell us your names? And all it spelled out, and you have to remember this was a punk house with people just crashing at it all the time. It spelled out house dirty h-o-u-s-t-t-i-i-t-y and we looked at each other and belinda was like hey that's not very nice and i was like fuck you and then it wrote shut up sluts oh my <laughs> yeah, god and then we were like okay we're done like <laughs> who was that uh, we, we never found out that but is
0: so funny
1: me and belinda were at this really nice restaurant um in, in West Hollywood a, a couple of years ago to, and we were talking about like all the crazy haunted shit that was going on at this place, <laughs> And and she, she said, what about shut up sluts? And I don't know if anybody in the, in the restaurant knew that it was her, but I mean, we just looked like two nice, quiet, we were looking and behaving like two nice, quiet middle-aged ladies. And dignified then, ladies. Yeah, but then we were like fucking screaming and she's like, shut up sluts! And we were just like... <laughs> We were okay. Here's a here's a fun Ouija board story. Uh, Crystal Raven and I were doing the Ouija board a few years ago. On it was on my father's birthday, and he died. Like I hadn't seen him since I was four, and he died when I was twelve. So it was his birthday, and I was trying to get in touch with him, and um, and like he came through immediately. And Crystal was just writing it down because you have to, always have to keep track of who the you know, what the letters are, because sometimes they come really fast. And so uh, he um, he came through really fast, and I was like, hi, Papa. And she's like, no, no, we have to check. And I was like, I know it's him, you know, because you didn't even know he spelled his whole name out immediately. But, yeah, let's just check. So I was like, if this is really my father, how many wives did you have? And it went immediately to between five and six. And Crystal, like, goes, oh, come on. And I was like, hi, Papa. And she's like, really? <laughs> and I was like, yep, <laughs>
0: What is your advice for a Ouija board?
1: Okay, well first of all, if anyone out there listening has not used one, you gotta be super careful. A Ouija board really is just like opening up a door, a doorway to a place you may not understand and is not always um like at all friendly. Yeah. Sometimes it is, but I mean seriously the stuff about demons coming through or or spirits lying and saying there's someone else. This is just like, I mean, like you wouldn't like answer a Nigerian scam email by <laughs> yeah. by sending, the, you know, by PayPaling them money, right? It so, really is
0: like the internet. It, it is. could so be anyone. Ju- it is. It's, catfishing. it's texting for
1: dead people.
0: It's spiritual catfishing. It's
1: exactly. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like booty call with the dead. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> it's grinder. No,
1: but <laughs> I know. You know, I have an act about that in Bell Book and Candle, right?
0: Well book and candle PS is your it's a burlesque and, and it's all
1: a cult burlesque and we have psychics there. So it's every it's the la, the third Witchy Wednesday of every month. Um, here in LA. Here in LA, yeah. And at El Cid. If this is pertinent, it's on a Friday in October and we have the club all night. So it's well, Friday. Be, they're the all 18th. gonna be
0: following you on Instagram, so they'll know.
1: <laughs> okay, so anyway, so after we talked to to um to that person then we were talking to another girl whose name was Bree. She was really, really nice. Uh, you know, we talked to her for a long time. I did not know until a couple of days later. I, I found out that someone had committed suicide by jumping off the building next to where my house is. Oh, wow. And and her name was Brienne. How,
0: uh, wow. wait, how soon was it? that? Like, it was like
1: two days after.
0: Two days after? Yeah. <gasps>
1: Wow. Anyway, I have her shoes and I think of her all the time, hybrid.
0: Oh my god, that's insane. You do you, you live in Hollywood? Yeah. Oh my god. Well, there's yeah, there's just so much chaos. I I want to know what the history is of your house. I think about that constantly. Every time I'm in Hollywood, there's just who knows? Who I know. Who knows? I know. Especially when you think about like the shady like nineteen twenties and thirties and forties of it all. Who knows all who that it. body was that was buried underneath no, there. I
1: know all of it's crazy. A friend of mine used to live in Poland Negri's house, like the the actress that almost killed herself because she was involved with like Rudolph Valentino.
0: Oh, <laughs> Lived wow, in her fucking in whole
1: house. Like back when you could get giant apartments in semi slummy areas of Hollywood for for nothing. <laughs>
0: oh, amazing. Yeah. What is your, um you have a, is it a gift? um Sort of like Carrie.
1: What do you, a, you call it? It's called the EPK or electro psychokinesis. I can, um, See, I'm in a good mood, and I'm rested, so I'm not doing anything to the studio here. But people won't let me near their DAT machines. I've, like, made movie lights explode. I've made light bulbs explode. Oh, my uh, street God. Street lights go out. I can, like, I can like put my hand towards where a car is parked and um, open, like, the electronic locks.
0: You're kidding. <laughs> no. Oh, my God. I can God.
1: make stuff go up and down, and I... I had it all my life, and for a long time, I was seriously in the closet about it until they found out that behind my back, everyone was calling me like "firestarter" and "carry." <laughs> um, but I've been using it for a lot of years for energy healing, and even when I was little, I used to think I was praying over like a little bird or a chipmunk that I found. But it was really the energy healing. Like I've, the I do it to animals all the time. I do it to people at work. I've I, some of the. Some of the um, people that I I cleanse with it have have had like demonic possessions or like just someone put crazy dark energy and curses on them. I mean, I know this this all of this sounds bad shit, but I know you're into it. But my life is very um, not normal. That is <laughs> it, insane. Like so, you... I let you feel some of it after
0: we're taping this. Yeah, unless I... you
1: want to experience it on the air. <laughs>
0: No, I think it's really cool. Yeah, let's do it. Let's see. What do you? Okay. So I'm gonna walk
1: over. I'm just gonna like. Do... Well, it's not gonna fire anything if I do it too. You. Do you have any anything hurting on you?
0: Um, I mean, my wrists are kind of sore from okay. playing guitar. Uh,
1: okay, let's let's do that then. Here, I'm slithering
0: out. Okay. Hopefully, yeah, you can still hear me. You can just like let it. Yeah, we can hear let you. It
1: relax. Okay. So what I'm doing is I'm rubbing my hands together, and then I'm gonna sort of when I do this. It feels electromagnetic. It feels electromagnetic to me, and I'm going to ask Raz if you feel anything. You may not at first because everyone experiences it differently, and I'm not going to tell you what they are because I don't want to color your perception of it. Okay, I just started doing it. Oh yeah, I got it. I don't know if you can feel anything. Can you feel
0: anything? <laughs> A little bit. I feel a little tingle.
1: Yeah, that's what most people say. Oh my gosh, yes. (laughs) So then I do it and I'm pushing it back into you and pulling it out kind of like like a kitty making biscuits right now. But (laughs) I'm waiting until I can get a really big blob of it. I'll tell you a sick story about this in a minute too when I'm done with you. This is a a really good weird one.
0: Yeah, I feel like a, uh, a tingle. It feels like a wave. Like I felt like a little bit of a wave That's of a tingle. A lot of
1: people say that
0: too. Okay, there you go. Oh my gosh! You have to drink a
1: lot of water now all okay. day because they just moved a bunch of stuff around in you.
0: That was wild. <laughs> so you just do that for people, like you know, people can hit you up through your website or something, and you can heal them that yeah, way. Yeah, I
1: usually when I do this, um, I do it. I usually do it at the Green Man store. Which is in North Hollywood. And you can book an appointment there because they have these beautiful healing rooms with like massage. You know, like massage tables, and I have all my tools there. I mean, I have them at home too, but you'd be stepping over costumes and glitter and cat hair, although some people would probably prefer that but
0: that feels comfortable to me, <laughs>
1: yeah, but in also my life. when I work at the Green mound, it's on Tuesdays and Thursdays, so that's kind of like my office hours for like long time energy healings,
0: right. okay. but so
1: one time I was doing this, um, I was doing this to a neighbor. And she was like, my neck is fucking killing me. You've got to do something. And this was also at, like, 2.30 in the morning. But she was the kind of person that you could... Like, if she would have lived there when the portal opened up, I could have talked. Oh, okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? It was like someone that you know has your same hours and stuff. Anyway, so she laid down on the couch. um, And I was pulling this stuff. And when I pull it, like I said to you before, like, I feel like I get... um, like, my hands feel electromagnetic and I can pull stuff out. So I was backing up and backing up, and I was almost all the way at the you know, at the end of the room, and she was going, ah, oh, ah. Uh, like, if you were eavesdropping from a nearby yard, you would have thought there was sex going on. She was, like, when I was pull- pulling stuff out of her, she was, like, moaning and panting. So, But I was sitting here with this big blob of stuff, and it was, like, all purple. And I was like, what the hell am I going to do with this? Because usually it feels like little tendrils or strands and I felt like I was holding a log so I just kind of like haphazardly threw it of energy you mean yeah so I haphazardly threw it towards my kitchen and this was when I had really been like studying to direct it you know because that's another whole story how how I started being able to to channel it but as soon as I threw it towards the kitchen because I thought it would go outside you know my kitchen used to be a porch and the screen door was open it didn't go outside All the I have shop lights in the kitchen, and they started flashing on and off, going. "Eh, eh, eh." It sounded like, like, like it sounded like when, when the disaster was at Chernobyl. It sounded, it was that loud. It was, it was making like a crazy mechanical buzzing noise, and then the lights were flashing on and off. And so I ran into the kitchen, you know, down these little stairs, and she was right behind me, and I heard her go, "What the fuck!" And I was getting so like whacked out because for. Most of my life, when I would explode something or do something, I would, I would get so nervous because I, I you know, I felt like I was going to get called out for being weird. Like yeah, just, yeah, you know. But also, I I didn't understand it, and it scared me and made me ang- full of anxiety. You well, know, I can for,
0: imagine, yeah. like as a kid, totally.
1: And so and sometimes I'd I, I would like explode something, and then I would just want to puke, and I'd be like, please don't let it up and again. But so I I got this feeling there, but this was because it was so intense, and the lights were going on and off, and this noise was. So I didn't know what to do. I just threw my hands up in the air. And yelled, stop it at the top of my lungs and it fucking stopped. And then I heard her behind me go oh, like that. And then about two and a half feet, the whole ceiling filled with about two and a half feet of smoke, like the entire ceiling. And it was rolling around there and then it started solidifying into like these check marks or like <laughs> this is going to sound dumb, but like Nike swoosh things. Okay. And. I was just looking at it, and then I was like, like really getting more than anxiety that I used to have when I was little, and so I didn't want to like tell her what was going on because I didn't want to color her view. And I was like, "Hey, uh, Chris, are you seeing this?" And she goes, "Oh, you mean all the fucking smoke on the ceiling? Yeah, I'm seeing
0: it." Oh my god! Sponsored by Nike.
1: Yeah,
0: I know. That's insane. I can't even, I I mean, I've never met somebody that has this. So, but it's also, you can, it's triggered by your emotions as well? Uh, you, like if, well, d-
1: yeah, anybody that has it. Okay, so here, this is.
0: Have you met other people that oh, have Oh, yeah, this?
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, they're called, a lot of people call them electric people or sliders. That's in capital letters. S-L-I, small letters, D-E-R-S, because for a long time, like if you're, if you were, studying parapsychology or if you were a serious occult person you could call it, you would call it electropsychokinesis okay but if you were just a mundane person like a lay person you would you would call it um you know uh, oh electric people like I can't wear a watch um anytime like I can I can just fry stuff like sometimes I can fry it if I want to sometimes it's if I'm stressed you know I've talked to other people, like i was at this dance festival and i was at a hotel with another girl and i see 1111 11 all the time and that is that is insanity too like but so so this girl came up to me and um she was trying to figure out my place for dancing at the festival and i said i want slot 11 and she's like you can't have it and i was like why it looks like it's open she's like i i'm going to have it and i said well 11's my favorite number she said it's my favorite number too and then we both said i see 1111 11 all the time and then we were like sister and then all of a sudden we heard, like, all the desk clerks at the hotel were like, hey, everything's down. The whole computer went down. And it was like, do you have the electrical thing, too? And she's like, yeah, do you oh. have it? And we were like, we just walked away. Wow. Yeah.
0: <laughs> you just walk away in slow motion yeah, as everything yeah. explodes. Because who
1: would, who would think that, like, we were doing it?
0: My wrist feels amazing right now. I'm so glad. Thank you. Okay, we... We're we out it of time. <laughs> There's so many things I want to ask you because also I want to know about aliens. We've never even talked about aliens on this show. And you've seen aliens too?
1: A couple of times. My first, yeah, when I was four was the first sighting because I wanted to stay up to see Lassie. <laughs> and this is in upstate New York when I was really small.
0: Wait. Uh, let's use that as a tease for the next okay. time because I want to listen to some EVPs. Is that cool oh, with yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's listen to it. All right. It is time for. EVPs. Or EVPs. So, what I do, Pleasant, is I go to YouTube and I find different Ghost Hunters EVPs. Okay. And I like to. Um, Have my guests guess what the ghost hunter believes that the EVP is saying. You didn't
1: go to one of mine, right?
0: No. Do you have some on YouTube?
1: Yeah, it's under Ghost Girls.
0: So, (laughs) uh, the first one, and and you know, I've only had a few actual paranormal investigators here, so I'd love to hear an expert's opinion. I think I found some good ones. This first one came from uh, someone on YouTube named Truth in Evidence. TB, and it's in Calhoun Square in Savannah, Georgia. Oh,
1: Savannah is so haunted.
0: Yeah, I know. Okay, so here's the first one. Okay, so there is a voice in all that chaos talking. Tell me. Let's hear it one more time.
1: It sounds like she's saying no at first. Yeah, 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 yeah. And that I can't hear that noise. I don't know what that noise is. That's weird. Is that like... So it was in the middle of a town square?
0: I think so. That, that yeah. There's not much context.
1: Yeah, but I mean, the, if there was like any cars going by, or any, we don't know that, right? I don't right? know. Yeah. No, I don't. It
0: sounds like she said. No, saying. I don't. Yeah. Okay, well, here's some options. Is it, yo, I'm with the bands. B, <laughs> I mean, it was a groupie. I don't know. B... No, you don't understand. C, no, I'm really a man. Maybe it was a drag queen. I'm sure it was a drag queen, like in the garden of good and evil. Or D, is it just... It
1: it sounds like, wait, what was the last option? No, that was the drag queen one. No, I'm
0: really a man.
1: Yeah, I don't think that's what it was. But it was, no, I'm really something or no something. Well, they believe
0: it's no, you don't understand. Yeah,
1: remember I said no and don't when I heard it. Wait, let's hear it again now. Yeah,
0: I could totally hear yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you don't understand. Yeah. Now it could be, it could be either like some kind of reenact. What do you call that when a ghost it, is like, go- you know, you're hearing a moment from the ghost life? Like
1: a, like a, um, it's like a an energetic imprint.
0: Yeah, yeah. Like it could be something like that, or maybe it's a ghost that's telling the ghost hunters, like, no, you. That don't understand. That sounded a
1: lot like a real person to me, though. It did yeah. I mean it, it because it it sounds like a young person. It had the inflection of like a reality show.
0: contestant.
1: No, you don't understand. No, it really did. Yeah, because a lot of times when you get an EVP, it it will it'll from a spirit. It'll sound more like tinny and metallic. But that one was really well. We have another one. It was clear. Yeah, let's listen to another. This one. one I mean, maybe from... it, maybe it's someone that died
0: recently. It could be. Yeah, um, this one is from. Somebody named Paranormal Proof, and it is at the Ghost Hole Mine, which is an abandoned gold mine in um, Mount Kutha, Queensland, Australia. Wow. Okay. Uh, What is this ghost saying? Oh, that was creepy. That's real creepy. (laughs) I listened to that one last night when I was looking at it. Okay,
1: wait. I just got creeped out. I got major chills. Yeah.
0: You can also hear crickets in the back. Yeah, that's super creepy. Any guesses? Super creepy. Then I died. And then I died. Okay, is it A, curly fries? <laughs> B, good day. You know it's Australian. Yeah, They're saying good day. A
1: dingo ate my baby. babies. Number <laughs> <Yes>. C.
0: <laughs> is it C, and or D, you're gonna die?
1: Oh, you're gonna die! I thought it was like then I died, but yeah.
0: Listen again, this is so scary. You're
1: die. Yeah.
0: Ah! <laughs> I don't like that.
1: Okay, so on the on the ghost girls stuff on on, on um, YouTube, yeah, there's a few different. We were investigating at the suicide bridge in Pasadena.
0: Oh yeah, I, um, every time I drive over that, I think but about. They were. Whoa.
1: They were. You can see me getting flipped out on film. It's. It was saying get out and and like. Yeah, it was warning us. Oh, that no. That place was so fucking near. Yeah, because, like,
0: so many people have jumped off of it. Oh, there. yeah.
1: even And workers were killed when they were making their bridge. But,
0: oh, my gosh. Okay, Pleasant, we have to wrap this uh, up. There is just so much to talk about. And I know that we... have gonna die. <laughs> I know we haven't <laughs> even talked about, like, so... Wait, wait, wait. We have one last thing that we have to squeeze in here. Is So you've been mentioned on this show before because Selene, uh, our friend Selene Luna, had her bachelorette party at Casita del Campo where I'm also doing our live ghosted show on October 19th and you she she came to you and and cuz she wanted to do a paranormal investigation and you told her that that's where you guys should go yeah. um have you had experiences there besides yes. that Yes
1: oh my god Casita del Campo is so haunted we <laughs> we looked up a little bit of stuff about it but there was like there was like I I can't I am not remembering this off the top of my head. It was either like a cook or someone that was working there. Um, I've heard
0: so yeah, many stories. But I don't know what's. Let's just sure. put it this
1: way. I was in investigating it with um Shana Leilani, the girl that you know is my co-producer in Bell Book and Candle.
0: This was the Selene time, right? Or yeah, a different yeah. There
1: was the Selene time, and then we did another séance there. But when. When I came home from it, um, I mean that one. The, the Ouija boards were talking around, but a few days later, you always have to rule out the mundane. But then I said, really, like uh, this is a common thing that people that do paranormal investigations. I was like, I can't tell if I have a cold or an attachment. Oh no! <laughs> you know, because you always have to rule out the mundane stuff first. But yeah, there was a, there was activity when um, Selene was there, and it was also a, a bunch of other. Like people, but you think a for... spirit
0: or something attached themselves to you? Yeah, that's happened before at Casita, oh, yeah. El Campo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where do? Well, you... they
1: can do that from anywhere. Like if they, if they, like when you're doing a paranormal investigation, spirits need energy, and they can try to get it from you. But a lot of times, they'll take it from lights or from any electrical source. So when you're doing a, uh, when you're doing a paranormal investigation anywhere, it's inside. You have to sweep for like nests of cords like right here this would light up all the this like little mess on the floor here would light up all all the equipment on itself so you always have to rule out the mundane stuff and that's why i was saying i can't i can't figure out if i have a cold or an attachment because it was totally conceivable that i would have a cold or be having a bad allergy day but you know, if you're taking medic- medicine and it doesn't go away, then maybe you're having
0: an attachment. <laughs> Interesting. Okay, yeah. I'll keep that in mind. But you definitely think that that place is haunted.
1: Oh, full on. And also, El Cid.
0: All right. Tell us, again, where we can find you and everything. I mean, because people, again, could hire you to do tarot or healing or yeah. a lot of things.
1: Yeah, right. house cleansing. All in
0: Hollywood. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. I mean, I would travel, but that is to be negotiated. Um. Okay, so I live in LA, just keep that in mind if you want to book anything. I can do distance healing. You can find me at com. p l e a s a n t g e h m as in man a n as in Nancy.com and um you can find me on Instagram, I post crazy stuff there all the time. It's all witchy and punk rock and some of its really glamorous and some of it's really scary (laughs) and And that's princess of hollywood i'm also on twitter as pleasant game and one and also the divination nation is on twitter and it's on it's on um facebook and also bell book and candle b-e-l-l-e book and candle has its own instagram with, and that's with the underscores. It's my occult burlesque show that I run with Shana
0: Leilani. So cool.
1: Yeah, there's so much. I, I'm, well, I'm witchy all over the web.
0: And for people that love your storytelling that you've showed. Oh, yeah, I have a blog, too. And
1: uh, a, you, a book. And books. Yeah, you yeah. have multiple
0: books, right? <laughs> yeah,
1: I've got lots of books. You can get the books at PleasantGaman.com. Or I have um, a blog if you want to see some of the stories. Now, there, uh, you know, there's quite a few up there. Um, that is dot
0: blogspot.com. Love it. Well, how about that? That was pleasant gaming and her ability to shut down electronics and lights. Incredible. Incredible. And what an honor to speak with her. So again, she will be at the live show. Now, I just checked and there are Literally a handful of tickets left for the live show. So if you have not gotten a ticket yet, you can go to the link in my Instagram bio, or you can go to com, and you can get your tickets there. So while supplies last, it'll certainly be completely sold out, which I can't wait. And that live show is October 19th at the Cavern Club Theater. Also, that weekend, which is my birthday weekend, on the Sunday, which is the 20th, my actual literal birthday, I will be in Oxnard at Levity Live doing uh, uh, Ross's um, Dragtastic Bubbly Brunch. I will be hosting it. And guess who else is going to be there? Former podcast guest, Jasmine Masters. She'll be there. So I hope to see if you can make it. Please join the Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Drezvelez. We also have a Facebook page. I have my own Facebook page, Roz Dresvales, And I always want to, you know, become famous on Instagram one day. So if you could help me out with that, go to Instagram and follow me at Roz Drez-Velez. I'm on Cameo, Twitter, all the things. If you could, please like and subscribe to the show. If you have a ghost story... I would love it if you could leave it in a five-star review on Apple Podcasts, or you could send it to the Facebook group as well. I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye!